Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to The Long Run, the podcast for the everyday runner, brought to you by the 40 Runs Running Community. I'm Ian Wilkerson, I'm joined today by the founder of 40 Runs, Mr. Chris Ford, um, for this live stream which you can download as a podcast so that you don't have to be here on the time at 7 o'clock if you don't want to be. You can take us with you on your long run as well. Um, who's here today? Right, we've got producer Toby, as usual, up there in the corner, and uh, Question Master Alan's here, and we've got a special guest as well, one of our best friends in the 40 Rounds community. It's Sabrina Ahmed. Hello, Sabrina. How are you doing? You all right? Good. How are you? Yeah, we're very oh, – well – I'm saying everybody's all right. I can only speak for myself, really. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm having, yeah, I'm having a good time already. I'm running a minute in. Um, Chris, how are we doing? You okay? Yeah, good, bruv. Excited. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but excited for tomorrow. Um, been a busy old week. Not had time to do hardly anything I wanted to do in terms of running. A busy time for shoes. It's, you know, July, so we've had deliveries left, right and centre, and I've got more shoes than I can throw anything at. But that's good news. Um, so working my way through them slowly but surely, and uh, but yeah, it's just been it's just been crazy. Obviously, good news of England as well, which is great. So we're all looking forward to that for Sunday. Um, I know some people who may be watching this or listening to this later are not from England, but we're super excited about that on Sunday. But well, yeah, so, they might be listening to it. They might have won already. There you they go. We don't know the result. They so, might already be having their bank holiday. Yeah, we could. Yeah, a bank holiday on Monday. I, I wouldn't mind that. Well, I've booked it. I'm going away, so um, it don't make much difference to me really. So to say, but you know, people are listening. We'd like them to. We'd like them to play with us, wouldn't we? We'd like them to uh, join in. Yep. You know, what's the best way? For them? We just want their questions and their, their observations, don't we? Yeah, don't forget to uh, if you are on Facebook, make sure that you do sign in. Tobes going to stick the link in so we can see who it is giving us the questions. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can stick it in the live chat, and we will get to the questions at some point. Um, Alan's in now. Keeping an eye on it or making sure you all behave yourselves. Uh, but yeah, if you've got anything, any questions, whether it be about running, jumping out of planes, Great North Run, uh, running shoes, uh, what else do we talk about? Uh, microphones. Microphones, um, very hot topic in the pre Extremely yeah. old. Um, just stick them in and we will get round to them as soon as we can. Right. Well, um, I suppose we better start with the weekend that's just gone because all five of us are over at Ware for the Ware 10K. Well, Tobe did the 10 miler. And um, it was pretty tough, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know whether Rich Quinn is listening, but big shout out, mad love to Rich Quinn, um, who uh, had a difficult race, but he's fine. Everybody was listening. So big love to you. I hope you're feeling much better, matey boy. But uh, yeah, it was a good race, tough. Um, but it was just nice to see, obviously, all the 40 runs, running club community together. Big load of us turned it pink. But also other running clubs were there in, on force as well, like the Edmonton Running Club and people like that. So it was just good to see other running clubs coming together at local events, getting out there and um, 
and yeah, and having fun. Al, I'll bring you in, mate. You had a bit of a tough time, didn't you? Had a go. I had what they call a shocker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I may have. Uh, <clears throat> let's put it this way: my pre-race preparations were perhaps. Uh, Blown off course by England winning 4 0 the night before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you weren't the only one there. Out. I could detect that there was a bit of that, the odd hangover. Yeah, so that, not knowing where I was running, because I found out literally when we was in the start pen that the course was different. And I don't like running when I don't know where I'm going. Um, and so it just was one of those days. It was seriously, it was nearly my first DNF. So at 4K, when I just dropped off the pace, it's like, just jog around, mate. I did you see know, you walking up one of the hills, vision. mate. You looked a you, you looked a spent force. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was the plan. Walk the hills. Yeah. Oh well. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you shrug Chris, it off. You come back. I mean, you know, these sort of things can happen all the time. Toby, um, we talked about him. He had a he had a marathon not so long ago where when he got affected by um, a few issues while he was doing it as well. What do you think the best way is for people to? I mean, we could always say, oh, well, just forget about it. Don't worry about it. But what's the best way of sort of dealing with a day when it doesn't quite go your way? Well, you know what? Actually, there's, there's an important message that I want to give out to everybody who is uh, watching and listening. And that is um, something that came out from the weekend. And, I, and I'm going to be straight up. I don't do it. And I'm told myself off is please, everybody on your race numbers. It is so important if you don't do it to put emergency contact details on the back of it. I can't emphasize that enough um i won't go into too much detail but we didn't have that at the weekend and and it and it could have caused a big problem so please if you're out there racing you know whatever you're doing in terms of um running and you've got a number please make sure that you do fill that out sorry and um, so just to say yeah I, ju- I just scrub it off if i'm struggling while i'm out there i slow down start mucking about things like that and i just take it as a training run um and then, you know, I don't even think about it. I, I think you've got to literally finish a race and, and not look back. You've always got to be looking forward. Take the positives out of it. Take what you learned from that race. Even if it was the worst race going, like Toby had, as we all know, Portaloo, hashtag Portaloo uh, at Dorney. But he still took the positives out of it. The fact that he came, uh, I told you he's sitting there, but, it, you know, he came through that and was able to still complete a marathon despite having, you know, runners trots effectively and, and still mentally was able to complete that because a lot of people, you know what, they'd have sacked it off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so always take the positives, but just move straight on. And, um, you know, the, the, Toby, you know, when, when that happened to you, you know, we've touched upon it before on the other medium, but, um, you know, you were able to get back on the, back on the horse almost immediately, weren't you? Sorry, just on the Facebook group. That's all right, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's a well, it, it sort of spurred me on, really. I think that I, you know, it was I was talking about trying to go and do another marathon a few weeks later just to get it out of the system, but Forty quite rightly put me on them. Um, said I was stupid, so I went off and then <laughs> smashed out a half instead. I but it's just, it's, it just pushes you on, doesn't it? He gave a bit of good advice. Yeah, it's unusual. Yeah, it was good. Sabrina, how was your race? Um, it was alright. It was hot and it was hilly, wasn't it? It was yeah. way hotter than I think I expected, and the hills were tough. Um, but it was alright. It was good. It was nice. Um, the marshals were brilliant. The rate, the course is actually lovely. Um, if it was just a training run, you were getting out there on your own. But it's, mm. it's tough mm. race conditions. But it was lovely to see all the forty runners out there. I definitely kind of went past the marshals. I was like, "There's loads of you." I was like, "Yeah, there's loads of us." So uh, that was nice. Yeah, it was great. I mean, my favourite bit was probably beforehand where um, various members of running clubs were terracing about all over the field, you know, warming up and stretching. And Sabrina's was just getting us all together so we could have one big pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. They're all doing their warm ups. Well, some of us were eating cake, some of us were laying on the floor because we were a bit delicate from the night before. <laughs> and then they just went, oh, you've got to get your pens. We just sort of bowled in there and off we went. <laughs> and then. Smash the ladies. The ladies, you know, Petra, oh, yeah. um, who was here last week, guys, if you if you not listen to the podcast of Petra, her, Carolyn, and who was the other lady? There was another lady. But basically, we came first out of the ladies, which is unbelievable. Yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah, massive shout out to all, all the 40 runners, but everybody who took part in that yeah, event. They did a great job. I mean, a little bit further. I'll just say this, that we've got people from... Uh, I'm going to say on the list, we've got 
um, Dave Sachs is saying hello from upstate New York. And, and um, got Roy Solid saying hello from LA County, California. We're going stateside. We've gone global, people. I suppose that, yeah, well, they've probably just had their breakfast. Well, in County, California, you know, he's um, looking forward to his 11s. So um, it's nice of you to join us. That's absolutely great. I mean, the, apart from, you know, our own experiences, what happened at the weekend, the big news this week for many everyday runners is um, the news about the great North Run 40. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the. Yeah, um, I mean, for, for the guys out in LA and, and New York who are listening, I don't know whether you've ever come over and done the Great North Run. It is, and I may be wrong, but I think it's one of the largest um, half marathons in the world in terms of participation. Uh, I know there's a big one that goes on in New York, but it's a huge event. Great news, firstly, that it's actually going ahead because I know three months ago there was a few issues um, for it, which is so good news to the fact it's going ahead, but obviously the news about they've changed the course. So it's effectively, as Alan put it to me the other day, it's now the Newcastle Half Marathon because mm. uh, he's not finishing his South Shield. You're just doing a, a couple of loops around Newcastle. They're, um, yeah, they, yeah, they sent a map about, I got a map in the email because I've got, I've, got, I've got a place this year. And um, they sent a map and basically, um, yeah, it's sort of like six miles, you go six miles out of Newcastle and then turn around and come back again. You cross twice over... Um, over the time bridge, um, so it's not going to it's not going to South Shields as is um, as is the habit of the last forty years that they've done. Yeah, it is a shame. But it is, it is completely anybody who has done the race, I'm sure, would find it completely understandable that the big the biggest concern is the number of people who are going to be on the public transport system yeah. in the uh, Newcastle area and. It is a pig to get back to Newcastle from South Shields, queuing for, I think I queued two hours to get on the Metro yeah. last year. It's a real nightmare. I mean, it and makes that's sense. obviously the problem. It makes um, perfect sense, Ian. If you actually think about it, take a step back. Obviously, we all want the Great North Run to be the Great North Run. But if you actually think about it, if you've ever done it and you've been in South Shields when that race finishes, it is murder. It is one of the worst runs to get back from. Um, so I actually take my hat off really to the organisers to be able to, to think, you know, outside of the box to get that race in some form done this year with everything that's going on. You have to take your, take your hats off to them. Yes, it's not ideal um, in terms of the experience because I think that's the biggest takeaway from the Great North Run is the experience that comes with it. The people of the North East are amazing. You get all the different little quirky things along the route, you know, the beer at mile 10, you get the oggy oggies in the, in the underpasses, you get the, the big hill into the South Shields as you hit the beach and then the big roar of the crowd. You know, there's all the di- – there's Elvis, obviously. Um, there's all the different elements to the Great North Run that will – you know, some of them are going to be missing. But I think we are lucky that they found a solution to have some form of Great North I think that's – I think it's the transport issue that is the main thing. They, they did – when they put out the original statement, they were talking about, oh, you know – they were talking about crowding, and I think people sort of like interpreted that as there won't be people along the streets, which I'm sure there will be because yeah, of the um, the negligible risk that's been said about um, about the virus and being outside and things like that. So I would anticipate that it will still be a great experience. The people yeah. will turn out, and it will be a great run to do, and it will be a different one to do. So yeah. that's why I, I feel very sorry. Perhaps for the um, I saw um, Colin, our friend. the Big pink dress, who's a massive figure in the uh, Great North Run, who supports the Fordies community. I saw him mentioning that South Shields is his hometown, and it will yeah. have quite a detrimental yeah. effect on the yeah. uh, economy of the yeah. town. Yeah, but and which you know is obviously very regrettable. Yeah, but, I mean that's huge. Um, but the fact that so many charities will be able to get some money from this event, it will go on. People, I'm sure, however disappointed they are. I'm sure many will think in the next couple of weeks that they'll be swayed and they'll go and do it and they'll support their charities. And I'm sure that it will still be, it'll be a different Great North Run experience, but I'm sure it will still be a great North Run experience. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it still. That's the trade-off. But yeah, as, as you are, I'm gutted for the people of South Shields, that you know, the small businesses that rely on the event every year. But as you say, you've then got, on the other hand, you've got the charities who, you know, if it hadn't gone ahead, would again got another whack um, over the head from this pandemic. So it's a trade-off. It's it's never great when, you know, 
things have changed for ill effect, you know, to some people. But at least something's going to be going on in, in Newcastle in September and everybody can get behind it. Right, so what have we got? Any questions coming now? Yeah, we've got we've had a couple of questions already. Um, I think we've answered Chris Grantham's question about the the Great North Run and what that what the views of the the panel are given the the changes we've talked about. But that takes us into a question from David McNulty. Sounds like he's been a bit disappointed this week. We're seeing runs cancelled in Dublin and Cardiff. Mm. So, what's the views of the panel about London? Will it go ahead? Will it go ahead like we love it? Well, I think it will because um, obviously, you know. The situation in Ireland is that the vaccine rollout's not at the same sort of level as it is here. And Wales are making their own rules that um, the Cardiff Half Marathon will have to conform to. So um, I get the feeling that it's going to be all systems go once a night. Obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm no politician. I don't know what's, um, <laughs> what's going to happen or what the plan is. But I think that, I think these things are going to go on. What do you think, Chris? Hang on, I was on my own. <laughs> this is where we still need to iron out these podcast people. Um, yeah, I'm gutted again for people like Dublin and, and the, the other races that are cancelled. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted for them, um, really. Um, it is a nightmare. And I just hope, you know, well, next next year's hopefully we're going to be back to normal. In terms of London this year, I think it will go ahead. I think um, they proved that they can do it. The guys at London Marathon events are extremely on the money in terms of how stuff is put on and, and things like that. Um, yeah, it'd probably be some form of mi- microwave start, if that's even a word, mm-hmm. um, because of the waves we had before. I'm guessing they'll then put extra waves in that to get everybody across the line, and it'll probably take about eight hours to get everybody over, but at least they will be getting over and they will be safe, so um, or relatively safe. So, yeah, I think it will go ahead. Um and I look forward to seeing how everybody does. Everybody no, does. Really. Sabrina. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to talk about that in a minute. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, Al, can we have one more and then we'll um, move on to the events of the weekend coming? Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring in a question from the captain. Matt Della's been on, wants to know, Chris, what your advice is for staying strong and mentally focused during injury? I know he's been out for a little while. And he on yeah, the, the poor event. captain who I love and I've missed him over uh, the last 16 months. It's been painful not being out to run with the captain. I love running with the captain. Um, I think for me, it's always when injured, it's always the it's always having the focus of the getting back and and working through the process because we will all get injured at some point, unfortunately. But it's always working through the process of re- the recovery, putting everything I've got that I would normally put into my running into the recovery and then coming through the other end. But make sure that I'm maintaining the goals at the end of it to keep, you know, focused on why I'm coming back from the injury. Does, does that make any sense? I hope it does, Captain. So, yeah, I think you've got to you've got to focus on the recovery, doing the best that you can there, you know, like you apply yourself into a, whether it be because I know he's thinking about um, marathon at the end of the year, the virtual one, but you know, all the focus that you'd put on a marathon training plan, put that into a, a recovery plan. So it's the same process. It's the same work ethic. It's the same focus. It's the same consistency that you're looking for. And that will speed you back quicker. But I do miss the captain and I hopefully I'll, um, hopefully I'll get to run with him soon. Yeah. Best wishes, Matt. Well, on your recovery, mate. Um, yeah. It'd be good to see you soon. Kept us going during lockdown and then great quizzes. Yeah. Yeah, it does a lot for the community. So, um, yeah, best wishes to you, mate. Right, okay then. It's about time that we talked about what's going to happen down Peterborough Way. To, on oh, tomorrow. here we go, people. Now, Chris, do you before we talk to Sabrina about her role in this, can you just put the people in the picture about what's actually happening in the okay. Skyathlon? Okay, right. So, Firstly, what is a skyathlon? And by the way, this is a world first, people. And I'm not joking. This yeah. is a world first. Okay. So we came up with a plan. Well, Toby and I were talking to Sabrina about Sabrina jumping out of the aeroplane for charity. And she said she wouldn't do it unless Toby and I did it. And I said, no. What about I will do a cycle because I don't like cycling. Watch my video on a 20-mile cycle that Toby made me do. And then I'll get Toby to do the run because basically he's got nothing else to do and I need someone to carry the bike, so he might as well come and do a bit of running. 
And she said, no, you've got to do it. So the idiots that we are, we said, okay, we might as well. But then I thought to myself, well, why don't we make something out of that? So what we've decided to do is we're going to skydive, uh, sky even, uh, tandemly. Skydive, that would be good. Yeah, do that as well. <laughs> but, atta- but attached to someone, we're going to be skydiving, diving, whatever it's called. Uh, but we're going to be jumping out of a plane at 13,000 feet, weather permitting. We then hit the ground. If we are alive when we hit the ground, obviously there's, you know, you can't take everything for granted. So if we um, we are alive when we land, we then transition onto a bike and then we cycle the same distance in which we just fell from the sky. Uh, sorry, skydive. Um, and then once we once we've completed that, so it works out about 4K. Um, and if you're in the US, I know they can jump higher, so 16,000. So if anybody's thinking about doing this in the US, right, make sure that you, Stick to the Skyathlon rules that I made up the other week on a post-it note that you do complete the right amount of distance. You then transition from your bike onto onto a run and you then complete the same distance and then you're done. Your watch starts when the bloke pulls you out of the plane because you're probably going to be sitting on the edge crying, asking for your mum. (laughs) So you have to remember to start your watch or get somebody to do it for you because that's when the time starts. If... Right, and this is the major point, and I've said this to the guys. If you hit the ground without the parachute opening, you can the only person who can stop your watch is the paramedic. Yeah, that's the only one who's allowed to stop it. That is so, in the 20 official rules. Yeah, it's in the official rules that the only person who's allowed to stop the watch between jumping out of the plane and finishing the run is the paramedic, or if it's that bad, it's the funeral director. One of those is allowed stop the watch but uh, that's it so that's the sky athlon and how many of you are going well we've got 10 incredible people who are doing it um mad enough to sign up for this stupid idea that <laughs> sabrina bullied us into and i just you know what they just it never i i just never ceases to amaze me this community uh of 40 runs that we created that these people who just want to do crazy stuff together it just, yeah, it, it takes. It, I generally, honestly, it, it warms the it warms the heart when you when you come across people who are willing to do stupid stuff for charity, not just you know this sort of stuff, but anything you know, like Petra's. You know, she's in a guide dog thing, and 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 but coming together from the community, ten people that you know would probably never know each other are coming are going to come together tomorrow to throw themselves out of a perfectly good plane and then do a bit of cycling, a bit of running. I mean, and, it's, do, and it's, you know, <laughs> without being flippant, it is a, it's a life-changing thing to do, to jump. It's something that you'll never forget. Yeah. Jump in, the day that you jumped out of the aeroplane, you'll remember the people you did it with and you'll remember the reason why you did it. Absolutely. And, that, and that's the thing. I, I mean, when I come out of the plane, I will be probably shouting and blaming Sabrina for making, bullying me and Toby into doing this. Um, but once I, you know, hit the ground and, and if I'm still alive, which I hopefully I will, um, then, you know, then we can not blame Sabrina and we can, you know, then focus on winning it because I've got to beat Chloe because Chloe is going to beat me otherwise. So I've got to get ahead of Chloe because I need to win it. So you're, oh, you're maintaining that competitive edge. That's good. Now, Sabrina, my favourite bit of this whole episode was on Sunday when I said to you, oh, what about the old Sky Athlon there, mate? And you said, oh. I'm dreading the bike ride. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about jumping out the plane because I'm attached to someone. So we're all good. They're going to get me out of there. Um, I have a agree- well. We have agreed. I'm going out first. I'm not sitting in the plane whilst eight other nine of the people going before me. And um, the cycle petrifies me. I went Why out don't you want to do the bike ride? I'm not a cyclist. I'm barely a runner, let alone a cyclist. Oh, um, bike down. But yeah, so. I, uh, yeah, definitely not fan of the cycle, bike ride. I went out just before this, actually, with Mark and Lynn, um, who are also doing the skyathlon tomorrow, and rode five kilometres, and they went, it's quicker to cycle than it is to run. I'm not sure it is, so uh, let's see. We shall see. And I'm, I'm just about to say, Fordy's giving you a, a very uh, kind of, I'm not sure it's the whole truth about this. They tried to stitch me up. Toby <laughs> in particular. Toby running four kilometres is not a challenge, and therefore he needs to jump out the plane. I wanted to make the bike ride 40 kilometres. No one wants to cycle for 40 kilometres. Let me know in the comments. Would you cycle for 40 kilometres after jumping out of the plane? 
Yeah. You're, you're getting loads of, there's loads of good luck messages coming. Actually, across, you know, question there? of the cast. See, I got it in there, boys. Yeah. Hashtag trademark. Put it in the comments. Let us know if you've, if you've survived. A, or, uh, or if you right. haven't survived. If you haven't survived, then I'm wondering how you're messaging. But <laughs> let me know in the comments, have you survived? What was the plane journey up like? That's the bit I'm bricking yeah. about, uh, is the plane journey, mainly because I've got to um, sit there and look at Toby for 25 minutes and not be out there shouting because, well, he won't be able to hear me. But, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely bricking it about the, um, the plane ride up. And um, joking um, apart, mate, you, this is completely out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm generally I'm generally get vertigo, I, and I'm scared of heights. Right, I try and push myself. Obviously, it's one of the reasons why I do it. I get anxiety on planes. Ask Mrs. Fawley. Um, I absolutely get distraught on planes, and some in some cases, I really do get myself in a right old mess. Um, I've had hypnosis for it and everything, and nothing works. So I am really coming out of my comfort zone. Um, to, to basically raise money for charity. So that's that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and we're yeah. doing it for the nice folks at Transitions. Sorry. Yeah, Transitions UK. And the guys have raised an incredible amount of money, um, which is just awesome. So, uh, again, it just shows you the strength of the community that we're able to, you know, change young people's lives. Um, so two, two at the moment, uh, no, three at the moment, young people um, in this country will have their lives changed forever through the money that the guys have raised. So, you know, it's one of those people might have been coming out of um, social care. One of those people might be a drug addict. One of those people might have mental health issues and they'll get the support and mentorship that will um, change their life forever. So just by us jumping out of a plane, we've potentially changed three people's lives. Yeah. So, Sabrina, this is something you grab me as a bit of a bucket list type person. You know, this is something oh, yeah. you've always wanted to do, is it? Yeah. Well, skydive's always been on there. I thought I'd be doing it. Maybe in Dubai, maybe in Australia, sunnier climate. What, not in Peterborough? Not Peterborough. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect, Simpson Airfield tomorrow, which, uh, weather permitting, I'm looking at my window now, it's miserable. But Are, are you all doing a rain dance? No. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I want to do it. I'm geared up now. Let's get this done. Yeah, I'm with Sabrina. Let's get this done. And we are, I think, as Paulie said a little while ago, look, the people, we, we may never have been in a room with these 10 people, right? Um, and the fact that everyone's getting out there tomorrow and the marshals are getting out there for charity, which is a brilliant... Uh, a brilliant I don't know if I'm allowed to raise my hand, right, but can I just bring something to everybody's attention, right? I was out on my run earlier and uh, I rang up the, the care home that Alan stays in, the old people's home, and I said, can you put me through? So he put his teeth in and he came on the phone and he said, uh, I said, all right, mate, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. He said, I thought, did you see that yesterday in Sweden... There was a, a skydiving plane crashed. That's that's what my mate is telling me. That is true, mate. unfortunately. We don't need to hear that. I thought it's just calming you down. Coming out of one tomorrow. But there you go. Right, let's bring some comments oh, in. We've had lots up. of um, feedback, yeah. haven't we? Lots of people talking about it. You know, can you rattle us off a yeah, few comments? Lots, lots of people are saying no, no way. Um, but uh, in, in answer to your question about what's the flight up, Gemma from our Broxbourne group, yeah. not surprisingly, said it's quite quiet. You know, you can imagine people <laughs> are slightly nervous. So there's your test, Sabrina. Can you hold it all back would be uh, uh, an observation. And then hats off to Nicola. Nicola Brown has, has jumped up and said, yes, I've done it. But to make it worse, it sounds like she was a substitute diver. Her friend was going to do it, broke her leg, and she got roped in at the last minute. So congratulations to Nicola for... Yeah, but then I suppose you didn't have to think minute. about it. You know, if it's an instant yeah. thing, I'm doing it, then, you know, you don't have the build-up, do you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's the sitting there, um, sitting there worrying. And we've just oh. literally, we've just had an important stat, one in 100,000 jumps, the parachute malfunctions. I've not evidenced that, and I've not checked it on Google, but I'm going that it could, could be true. Take a change of underwear. Well, it's funny enough, I, I, you know, I've got plenty of underwear, hashtag... <laughs> See how I've got that in? They'll be over yeah. the moon. The official underwear of the Sky Athlon. <laughs> Bless them. I actually think that tomorrow morning, because we're not going it, well, we don't jump until we are late afternoon. Oh, right. So, what, oh, what it's sort of tea time. So, uh, what time are you off? Half three, I think. We, uh, oh, half three is when you hit the ground, one way or another. Is it? Well, that's if the plane's working. No, I think you hit the ground. Well, it could be in the plane. I mean, yeah. if hours oh, anything go by, 
Do you have to? You'll have to check in a couple of hours beforehand as well. Pop yeah, we'll go live. Three. We'll go live in the Facebook group, and we'll um, we'll keep everybody updated just before we um, we go. And we wish everybody, you know, all the best for the future. And and it was nice knowing you. Yeah, and just to Gemma's point, her comment. One of Fordy's rules is no one's allowed to talk to him in the plane. So I will do my best, everyone, <laughs> to wind him up as much as possible for twenty or twenty-five minutes in that plane. No one's allowed to talk to me. I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad enough that I'm going to have to talk to him while I'm waiting around. But <laughs> no one's talking to me in that plane. I'm like BA Brackers. You know, remember the A team? Showing your age here, mate. One for the teenagers. Oh dear! So, oh, brilliant. If, if okay. Worst, so, if the worst happens, Alan, you can have all my white running shoes. Oh, thank you, Chris. Yeah, I wouldn't want and that to if happen. You have but a look, if it does. If you have a look on the Facebook group, you know, you'll see the um, various Just Giving pages and please dig deep and uh, support the folks for a great charity and yeah. taking their life in their hands and coming up with such a brilliant, innovative way of raising a few quid for a very worthy cause. So that's brilliant. Um, I will just Have you got a couple of questions and then we'll go in to have a longer chat with Sabrina where she can tell us a bit more about herself yeah, and a uh, running journey it and stuff? Yeah, it be a podcast without some questions about shoes. And, and I've got a vested interest in this because this pair's sitting in my um, basket. We do love the shoes. People on YouTube, get on there on Facebook, stick your questions so, in about your shoes. So, so Ray from California, the happy jogger, um, he wants to know your thoughts on the Mac 4. He normally runs in Endorphin Pro and Speed, but given he's uh, uh, got some marathons coming, will Mac 4 just give him the comfort that he's nah. looking for? No, nah, I wouldn't go for the Mac 4 in a marathon personally. They're a great daily trainer. Um, one of the best of this year. Fantastic shoes. The hype around them. Um, the wear and tear has been okay. There were some concerns about the wear and tear, but I, I wouldn't wear them in a marathon personally, no. I, I would either go with your E-Pro or E-Speed personally. I would I would just use your Mac 4 for a daily. Okay, I'll be deleting from my checkout box then. Put <laughs> those back on the shelf. There you go. Saved you some money out. You could buy a new mic. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got another question. Another question from Wendy. Um, looks like she's up in the miles in preparation for some, some long distances. Wants to know any advice on how to block out the boredom on some of those long runs. She'll regularly do 14, 15 miles. Fine. Likes to change the route. Will change her music, but still finds it boring. So... What gets well, you through, Chris? The obvious thing is to is to download the Long Run Podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Podcast Thing, and Google Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And there's three episodes now, so that's yeah, going for a long one. Yeah, yeah. I struggle mentally on the long run. Um, when just break it down, try and um, always run to a point and then turn around and run home because as soon as you turn and run home, your brain changes um, and you're looking in a completely different um, way of, of, of the whole run. Always try and run out and back if you can. Um, try and run maybe to somewhere, pick a certain point or certain points along the route in which you can, you know, tick off. So, right, I've got to get to, I don't know, round here. I've got to get to Morrison's. All right, I've got to get down to the river. I've got to get to thing. At, at the bridge, I was struggling the other day. I was on a 16-miler. I was on my own. Um, I might have mentioned it because Toby just uh, just ditched me. I might have mentioned that. that he doesn't run with me anymore. Um, but I was struggling, generally struggling out there. Uh, and all I was focusing on was getting to the bridge at where, uh, and that's all I was focused on. 
I was breaking it down because I know the points, but I was just solely focused on that. As soon as I turned, my pace dropped a minute uh, and then I kicked on. So it, it was pure anxiety the whole way, but I just focused on getting there. So try and pick different things that you can run to. That's a easy tip. Say, as well, Wendy, I, I, what I like to do is if I've got a long run coming up, if I pick a central point and then I'll do a couple of miles in one direction, come back to the central point and then go off again another way and come back and then sort of like do a sort of like it like it's the center of a cross or something like that and just do lots of that soon ranks up the miles and you're not not too bored and you sort of like go back and forth and that that works quite well for me so um i'd recommend giving that a go as well yeah right one more al um well another shoe question this time from elaine bunting wants to know Bondi, is there an eight version coming out soon? And if so, when? There is a new Bondi. I saw it, um, a picture of it. I don't, it's on my, uh, somebody sent it to me on my phone. Uh, the Bondi, I believe, is coming out. The Hoka collection is getting as about confusing as the Nike collection. Um, I, I don't get where Hoka are going with all the different lines. I find the whole thing rather confusing. Um, I'd prefer all the manufacturers just to do a socony and just have an endorphin shift, an endorphin speed, an endorphin pro. I think it keeps it. Simple. But to answer your um, specific question, yes, I believe so. I think, and I may be wrong with Hoka because I don't know them that well, I think they can usually change that in the autumn. I hope that answers it. Okay, that's great. Well, thanks for that. We'll come back for some more questions once we've had a chat to Sabrina. and to tell she, We can um, talk about her running journey, Sabrina. Um, we obviously know you quite well, but lots of people won't won't know you um could you just sort of like introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement how you got involved in the community yeah absolutely so um so about what 18 months ago just over 18 months ago I basically got a place for London Marathon so as you said bucket list of my thing and London Marathon is one of them that's on there and um and got sent a leaflet for Fordy's Wednesday night Broxbourne group and so I emailed him between Christmas and New Year and said oh I've been sent this leaflet can I come along and he went yeah yeah come along on Wednesday but we're going for a run down the river at the weekend and so um Ian the first time I met you as well obviously yeah so I just turned up and I was literally I mean all the gear and no idea pretty much and um, just went on this jog down the river river I think it was Jeanette Ferns who ran with me who was lovely and we ran about a lot of you did like eight miles a day but we did four and I felt good and um and just started going along on a Wednesday and suddenly just the group and the community were just lovely and um, I'd been to a running club previously but not for very long and it felt very elitist it felt a bit like only if you could run a certain speed and you had to be able to run a certain distance um but actually a group of mixed ability when everyone was just in it to really support each other was um was where it started so and I kind of turned up and said to Chris I've got a place in London Marathon he went yeah yeah you'll be fine um which it obviously got cancelled then um and I didn't do the virtual last year because for me I keep saying this like I reckon I've got one marathon in me and it's London it's on the streets um and I can see Chris making a face at me and Toby shaking his head already but <laughs> let's get London done and then we'll see but um but yeah so that's where it started and 18 months later I'm here um so you didn't do any sort of – you weren't doing much running at all before you suddenly had this light bulb. I've, no. You know, what motivated you to want to do the marathon in the first place then if you weren't doing much running? I've been to watch the marathon probably 10 years in a row, I reckon, at least. And every year I say to my friend Chris, do you fancy this? And he's like, no, never. And, um, and I always go, there's something in me that thinks this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It, the atmosphere is incredible, just going to see it. Um, so I can only think what it's like. My brother-in-law's done it and I've had friends do it and I just thought, I'm going to give this a go. Um, and yes, yeah, so no, I didn't run at all. Literally, no exercise. These guys know how I eat. I eat McDonald's probably three times a week. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be an athlete. <laughs> Don't talk to me about swimming. I'm definitely mm. not the right person for that. But. Yeah, she's about five stone work through on this. Um, yeah, three Big Macs a week. Yeah, diet of hers, you know, so. But, um, yeah, so, and you've got more involved in the group as well, haven't you? Sort of like, you know, you're taking on some sort of doing some coaching and things like that. How did you get into that? And what's involved? Well, so um, I don't really, it kind of happened quite organically, if I'm honest. I um, 
I wanted to be a teacher, which is probably why when I was younger. So on our Wednesday night sessions, I was always quite happy to go, oh, yeah, I'll do stretches at the end once I'd learned them. And, yeah, I'll, I'll help out. And I um, Easter time, actually, I went and helped out at the kids' junior running camp in the holidays, which was brilliant fun. And just seeing kids run around and their faces light up and have fun is, is just lovely. And, um, and from there, Scarlett, for these daughter kind of went you'd be quite good at this and, and it kind of just happened from there <laughs> I mean yeah been poached by an eight-year-old that's brilliant um and yeah so I just started helping out a bit more and a bit more and with the Monday night group and, and the group obviously on the Tuesday night and the kids and uh yeah and then I did my leader in running fitness course by England Athletics um so what was involved in that so you have to do you obviously have to have a DBS check um, you do your safeguarding course and then there is four modules that you need to do around different elements of, of obviously leading a group. So whether it be running the group, health and safety, all of that kind of stuff. And then um, and then you've got to do a practical examination. So obviously they've been virtual at the moment. So you have to get filmed and um, you have to film yourself leading a group uh, with a coach that's obviously affiliated and send that off. And they obviously mark you based on a set criteria. So, I mean, it's. It's not terrible. It's, it's fairly simple in terms of the process. Um, and what do you get out of it from a personal sort of, you know, has it been, you know, it's obviously opened your eyes. It's a, something completely different, but, you know, you must get a lot out of the uh, the experience of it all. Yeah, I um, I will always have more confidence in everybody else than I will have in myself. Um, and it is just so nice when you see people go, a bit quicker, a bit further, or just come out and have a really good evening or a really good run. That gives me so much energy. Um, I work I work in marketing, so a completely different job. But I always say the, the session we do on a Tuesday with the kids, that's 45 minutes in a week where I don't think about anything except for making sure that they have a load of fun and they go home with big smiles on their faces. So, yeah. She's been a great sign-in, hasn't she, Forty? Yeah, I have to say, I, I'm blessed, really. Um, I'm blessed with all all you guys. Um, but obviously, big shout-out to Toby, Alan, Sabrina, um, Eddie, uh, Claire, and everybody else who helps out. Um, we've obviously got a lot of run leaders around the club as well in different locations at the satellite groups. There's loads of those guys. I'm so lucky that we're now able to you know, get everyday runners together on a weekly basis, whether it be on a social level or on a coaching, you know, what we do, you know, here in Hertfordshire and that, what Alan's doing in Essex. Um, and, and, you know, but do it do it differently, make it fun. It drives me nuts when I hear clubs go, oh, you can't join, you're too slow, or you've got to run in the B group. Like we had it at the weekend, somebody said, oh, that's so-and-so group, it's a local club uh, near me, um, Hartford. Oh, did I mention that? Um, and they got told that they, they weren't allowed to join, the lady said, because she was too slow. I mean... That absolutely makes my blood boil. Running is for everybody. It doesn't matter what ability you are, whether you're walk, running, walking, crawling, you know, if you're there, you know, pushing along in a wheelchair, which I just think is amazing, whether you're doing it, however you're doing it, it doesn't matter. The fact is you're out there and you're doing something awesome. And I just love the fact that our satellite groups and what we're trying to build together just brings people together. And, yeah, I mean, Sabrina is just talking. She's here. Um, she's incredible. We do a ladies-only night on a Monday now here in Broxbourne um, because some of the ladies, you know, for whatever reason, don't feel necessarily confident enough to run um, with some of the chaps. Um, so we brought some ladies together in Broxbourne. That group's growing down to Sabrina, and they're, they're doing an amazing job. Again, all abilities. Um, it's fantastic to see. So, yeah, she's been a real, real good signing. Um for us and it actually does a good job of organizing stuff for me as well because i am useless at um, doing registers and i'm useless at whatsapping people say who's coming who's not coming all that sort of stuff i'm terrible i just turn up and then do a session basically uh, and sounds familiar right so but yeah so she's uh, yeah she's been an absolute um dream to get on board so thank you very much but thanks there all the team actually Oh, that's great to hear. And um, yeah, sorry, Chris. First of all, go back to you, Sabrina. You know, so if anybody else wanted to become a run leader and stuff like that, what's the best way to go about it? I mean, as in uh, the club, uh, we so the Forty Runs Community is the Facebook group, um, but then we're also uh, an England Athletics affiliated running club. So what you can do is uh, you can sign up to become go on to the Lurf course, the Run Leaders course, which is I think is the easiest and clearest way in terms of pathway into um, helping out. What that means is you can then lead a group. 
you can um, you're then insured to do that and you can do little bits and bobs um, I think you then work under a coach you know like myself um, but it's, it's just great to have for us as, a, as you know as a club to have loves in place to, to, to be able to lead people you know and they're insured and they're doing they've gone through the whole England athletic things but you can sign up if you're affiliated you get it at a discount which is good news we are working as a club towards contributing towards that we've applied for some grant money off of England athletics again to help people um take the love um as well which is good news so we can get even more loves into the club and to help more everyday runners come together and and get out there and, and be together which is awesome yeah we just want to spread the love don't we yeah Right, brilliant. Um, Sabrina, so you've had all this going on in the background. What about your own running? How's that going? Yeah, it's good. Um, Yeah, I think Petra said it last week, consistency is key and it has been for me. So I've definitely got into a really good pattern and rhythm, especially since Christmas, I think. And I've been really fortunate. Um, I think it was Wendy asked a question before and actually for me, long runs with people, I'm so lucky I've got the postie, Mark, Gemma, um, the guys from the club that Danny, Wendy, whoever that will get out on the weekend and, and do a long run. Um, but running and going to the club, so I do the session there on a, on a Wednesday. I run myself a couple of times a week and then a long run at the weekend uh, definitely helps. And getting quicker and being able to go further. So, yeah, it's going she well. Needs to go, she needs to try harder. I pushed her the other night and she did it with ease. So she needs to go and push herself harder. Is it, I'll tell you what, boys. Isn't it time we had some lightning questions? See how? Yeah, we've decided. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, (laughs) play the trailer. Play the trailer. Right, Sabrina. Did you know this was coming? Kind of on the spot. Yeah, let's go. We've got ten questions. Hopefully, they're pretty simple because you know the answers but we just want you to share them with us. All right. So it's quick fire. I'm just going to throw them at you. Quick and rapid answers. Okay. So first up, you've already kind of answered this because we know skydiving's on there and the London Marathon, but what else, what other races are on your bucket list? Oh, I'd love to do New York Marathon. Yeah, full marathon, not yeah. half? No, full. If I was going yeah, to do absolutely. it, the whole thing. Brilliant. We'll, we'll get you an entry form. We'll download that before yeah. we, the, the, the show's over. So, again, this one's probably a little bit touchy given what's happening tomorrow. But in normal circumstances, what would be your pre-race breakfast? Oh, bagel with peanut butter. Oh, great. That's, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Any type of bagel? Sesame seed? Cinnamon? Uh, either. Cinnamon and raisin. Okay. Oh, good choice. Favourite race distance? 10K. 10K? No yeah. more? No. Okay. Nike or Skechers? Close to Chris's heart. Nike, where's Skechers? I'm not 60. Well, that could be that could be a show all in all on its own. Um, Go to brand of running shorts. Oh, Nike. Nike again. Two votes for Nike. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. Okay. Training in the summer for autumn races or winter training for spring races. Is it hot and sweaty or cold and wrapped up? Uh, How do you prefer? Hot and sweaty. Hot and sweaty. Yeah. So what, training in the summer, ready for your autumn. Okay. Road or trail running? Road. Iron Man or Captain America? Iron Man. Good. And last up, but not least, this is a trick question, London or Milan? London, always. It's coming home. Obviously. well done you've completed successfully the lightning round thank you very much for that Sabrina back to you right before we do anything we need to talk about the Skechers Nike question (laughs) they are not for old people the chairman wears them yes and he's old but they are super shoes Super shoes, people. Get with the sketches. Hashtag not paid yet. There we go. Well, Sabrina, Sabrina thanks. Sabrina, ever so much don't, for, it's um, another episode. Yeah. Sabrina, thanks ever so much for um, having a chat, telling us about yourself. I mean, we're going to 
get some more questions in. So uh, please feel free to hang about. And make sure, yeah, post some questions to Sabrina. Yeah, plenty of questions to Sabrina would be great. And um, if we've got a backlog, then uh, we can start wading through them then, um, Al. So let's crack on. Yeah, okay. Next up, got Kirsty. Um, She's training for London Marathon. Wants to know, should she really be paying attention to her weight? Is that a factor when prepping? Uh, Yeah, I mean... What was it? so say that again, Alan? Just make sure I don't so I make sure I say the right thing. Yeah, so, so Kirsty's training for a marathon, and I, I think you know, and I, I share this in terms of how much focus should you put on on maintaining your kind of race weight. I always think if I'm losing a few pounds, surely that's going to help me, but I don't want to do that at the the risk of of losing form and and my efficiency. So, where should we be? Should we be seeking to lose weight? during the trainings okay two things one i actually put weight on when i marathon train um and that's common so don't worry about that personally i don't think you should focus on your weight i think you should focus on what you are eating and your nutrition i think you should focus that and that will take care of whatever else you're worried about um if you're focused on making sure you're getting um you know the right amount of intake in terms of nutrients proteins and everything else uh, and having a balanced diet, I think that will then take care of the weight itself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus necessarily on that. I don't think that's necess- that healthy to look at it. If you're doing all the stuff in terms of food, hyd- um, hydration, and, and obviously your training, it all take care of itself. Is my personal opinion. Okay. Oh, he's great. Gone. Thanks for that. Shit. Come on, Alan. Speed up. Come on, Alan. Wake yeah. up. I'm, I'm 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 doing i'm doing analog analog input um i've got a question from jackie she seems to be a bit of a one pace runner doesn't really kind of you know find those higher gears so what kind of training should she be focusing on to improve some of that speed yeah just well just speed drills um make sure that at least one of your efforts a week is is uh, as of a high effort that is focused around speed drills just google speed drills there's loads online um I mean, I put the guys through their paces on a weekly basis. We work around different things. Uh, we try and rotate between, uh, you know, speed and stuff like that. But, yeah, just just Google some speed drills and just put – you need to commit. The problem is, and we proved it the other night at the, the sessions, that everybody runs well within themselves. They think – they get to that point in which their body starts – to their mind starts to say, oh, I don't like this, I can't carry on. But you need to push through that because we're all working well below what our bodies can take so you need to go up a gear you need to be working at the top of your energy systems and you need to be pushing hard because that is where you'll be making all the gains so find something find a couple of speed sessions online and then commit to it because again a lot of people they start them they start to hurt they start to feel sick and rightly so because you're not used to doing them but then you need to work through that and and make sure you put in a hundred percent effort because that is when you'll start making the gains and doing it consistently over a period of time. It will take you six to eight weeks to see any gain. But if you really, really start committing to those speed sessions, those high effort sessions, then you will start to see a change in your pace. Would one a week be enough or would you be looking? No, I would do two. I think you're looking, you're looking for a, a, high, a high, to, high effort and then a high to, high to moderate effort. So whether that be, as I said, a, a, a dedicated speed session and then you know some work at sort of a threshold pace or, or goal pace whatever um but you need to have some sustained element of working out of your aerobic um state because you think you're, you're working and, and really actually you're not even you're not even anywhere near what you're capable of yeah just to put that in context then i'm marathon training like you and, and my plan already has two speed sessions in so one of those is focused on 400 800 600 meter repeats mm. 10 12 eight times depending on the distance and then the second one is going out for that slightly longer tempo run so you yeah. know I'll, I'll be I, I mean what tempo. benefits really is that I'm doing um, I know that when I go with Chris on a Tuesday that we are going to do a sort of like the 20 part of the 80 20 sort of equation I know that I'm going to do that so I don't have to worry about it too much <laughs> Because I can earmark that for a Tuesday. So it helps with the planning in that respect. Yeah, it does. I think, I I mean, I do that deliberately. I try and give you guys a quality run a week, a quality 
sort of focused session that I know that you're going to get, your body is going to get, and also your mind is going to get a gain out of. Um, and we do mix it up. You know, we, you know, as you, we've been working on consistency and pace uh, in terms of pacing, uh, and uh, but also working through effort levels and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you are right. You, you do just need to try and get one really, you know, hardcore session a week if you can take it. But my tip to you is, is work through it and commit yourself to it because the first time you try it, you'll be like, I can't do it, but you can, it's up here. It, you can do it. Just push yourself through. And then after about six, eight weeks, you really start feeling the difference. Sabrina, when you've been doing your coaching and that, has that sort of opened your eyes to this sort of thing? Yeah, because you suddenly, when you're not doing it, you almost see in other people and you can spot where there are people that look like they're about to throw up and they're the ones that are pushing through it. And the ones that you go, Chris's favourite line, you've got another gear in you is usually what I get when I'm like, <laughs> about to die. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know, Ian. You don't, we don't have it at uh, Hartford, but in Broxburn we actually have now, a, it's called the sick pole. It was the finish line, we've now changed it to the sick pole. Yeah. And that's where they finish. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Right, next question. Let's go. Yeah, raised back from sunny California. Um, what are the telltale signs if you're overloading, you know, working hard, pushing yourself on, you know, intense training, telltale signs of injury? How do you know, Chris, when, you know, the body's about to, to give out on you? Yeah, well, I get it. I get it in my um, shins. So on the inside of, uh, on my legs, that's where it, it starts to. I get a pain. Old type. But remember, if you're on the podcast, watch the video one time. Yeah. Yeah. He's pointing <laughs> to the the inside of his shin, just above the ankle. Yeah, I get I get it there. Folks plodding along. Yeah, I get it there, and that usually starts to that usually starts to get sensitive to touch, uh, and I can feel it, um, and that's when I know I'm over trading, whether it be from doing uh, too many speed sessions or, or you know or I'm I'm leaving actually sometimes I'm leaving too much of a break between my runs can can actually have a negative effect for me as well I'm not having the consistency because you know life's getting in the way and then I throw myself into the next run so usually for me it's it's in it's in my legs the bottom you know around my shins another sign is your IT band uh, which will then give you some discomfort in your knee that sort of stuff really um are the are the easy early sort of warning signs Okay, thanks for that. Next question. Um, questions come in from Dawn. Sounds like she's been down to runner's need or, or has been in the group listening to us talk about gait analysis because wants to know what would she get out of gait analysis if she's look, when she's looking for her next pair of shoes? Oh, 100%. Funny enough, I'm meant to be going, I think, on Monday to ASICS. I've got invited along to ASICS store. That's a really good place to go. There's one in, I know it's London, but... Apologies to anybody not in London or around the area, but going along to a decent place where they're not getting paid to sell your shoes, where they're trained to, to you know, look at your gate properly. Um, you, you, you need to get down there and get it done. Um, just avoid certain places where they are. I, I think I said it even last week where they're like 16 year olds who are just, you know, spotty and haven't got a clue. There are great places at you know, physios. There's a physio around here, Shaw Physio, who does gait analysis. Um, they're the sort of places that you want to try and go to. There are some really good local running shops who specialise in it. We've got them um, around here in Hertfordshire, uh, but I can't emphasise enough how important it is to get your gait analysed and to do it regularly. I mean, Sabrina, did we send you along? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. Uh, God, it a while ago now, last year, I think, but... I went to ASICS as well. It was brilliant. Um, but it's really important. I probably need to go again, actually. Yeah, it's probably worth it. If you've got a marathon coming, you, I mean, you probably started training already. You know, you don't really want to leave it much later. You want to be looking really, you know, no later than, you know, this week, next week to sort of, if you're looking for a marathon day shoe, you want to start, you know, double checking your gait, make sure. Because you get weak, you know, you can, you might not train properly or you might have a weakness in your glutes. You not, might not be engaging your, you know, certain muscles here, there. Your core might be weaker than you expected from the last time you trained, and that can affect your pronation. Um, and you, don't forget, you know, when you get tired, your pronation will be affected on, on how you run. I mean, uh, if anybody follows the YouTube channel, you'll know I bang on about it the whole time on most of the shoe reviews I do about my pronation problems, which I get when, I, when I'm fatigued. Um, if I'm gunning it and I'm a, a, a sort of, you know, 
normal pace, then then I don't have a problem. But as soon as I start getting tired or I get lazy, then I pronate and I get problems. And you can imagine it in in a marathon towards the end of your twenty six point two miles when you're absolutely blowing out of your rear end. You know, you want something that's gonna that's gonna protect you and get you across the line. Chris, how many pairs of trainers should people have to marathon training, for example? Should you train in the same pair you're going to wear on race day or should you have a different pair? I think, look, it comes down to cost. Everybody, you know, ultimately we're driven by budget and a lot of people can't afford um, more than one pair of shoes. If you can get an extra pair of shoes, I would 100% recommend it, having at least two in your rotation because you will compress um, and, and you know the foam, and it takes—I can't remember what it is. What they said in one of the studies, but basically, you need to give your bit, of t- your shoes, a bit of time to then come back and rebound back. Um, especially the ones that are doing those longer runs. So, I would definitely recommend two pairs, at, ideally, you know, at the, at the bare minimum. Um, whether you go and get a race day shoe, that's up to you. You can go and complete a marathon, half marathon in what you're training. There's, there's, it's going to make no difference. It's all up here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously shoes out there that will give you an edge, carbon-plated shoes and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, it, I would say at least ideally two because then you've got, you know, don't forget, you might go out there. We live, a lot of us in Britain, and it rains a lot. So <laughs> you've got, you're got you going to be rotating and through because one's going to be wet and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, minimum of two, I would say, people, if you can afford it. Thanks. Anything else, boys? Uh, are we now, all done? Are we doing? Are we all done? Is that it? No, I think I think we've we've exhausted the list of questions so far tonight. So uh, um, I think we're probably close to wrapping up on our hour, aren't we? Ian? What is that? Wait, ring? Get... We had that last week. I learned that in the podcast. Who's is that? Oh, it is. It's the ice cream man outside my house. He comes <laughs> every night. Just right. So if, if, you want, if you want an ice cream, you you will need to listen to this on the podcast, and you need to go to Ian's house. His address is one, the cottage in Reading, WD48ZY. That's his address I've just given out. You need to go there and he's got an ice cream van and he will buy everybody who listens to this, downloads this podcast, an ice cream. The only trouble is that I'm in a second floor flat. So by the time <laughs> I get my shoes on, run down the stairs, he's gone. So I'd oh, make, you know, I can run as fast as I like on a Tuesday night, but I can't run fast enough for the ice cream man at the bottom of the stairs. Thanks ever so much. Um, we've had lots of well wishes, haven't we, for um, the jump tomorrow, haven't we, Al? Yeah, I'd just like to come in. I'll, I'll be there. I'm the, uh, I think my official title is uh, Head Marshal. I assume that's just to kind of scrape up any mess that's left behind once any uh, heads. you finish yeah, the skydive. But as Mark it, Sloan said, Al. In prepping for tomorrow, in prepping for tomorrow, I've got a request that I need to put out to the audience and to one viewer in particular daisy you're going to be chief cheerleader so we need to work on some moves while that plane's up in the air so when they come down we are giving them what for as they land so that is your homework tonight daisy don't let me down yeah don't script on the homework daisy that would be brilliant well thanks ever so much thanks sabrina for coming along being a brilliant guest Thank you for having me. Very insightful. Wish you all the luck in the world tomorrow. I'm sure it'll go great. You'll be all right on a bike. You've got nothing to worry about at all. It'll be excellent. What could go wrong? It'll be absolutely I'm sure. You know, good luck. Good luck to you all who are doing the jump. Now, um, yeah, you can, um, if you're catching up on the video or you want to take us out on your travels, you can uh, download us as a podcast on all the usual major podcasts. we're on uh, apple and spotify and google so you can catch us on there next week the countdown is on we've only got eight by this time next week we'll have eight days until the return of park run so we're gonna have a park run special hopefully next week so we'll have a good chat about that everything park run will be discussed and we'll be concentrating on that so thanks ever so much sabrina for coming again thanks boys thank you have Thanks ever so much. In. Enjoy your parachute. Everybody, enjoy your running ne- over the weekend and uh, smash all your smash all your PBs. Have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Stay in touch with everything that the Forty Runs community are doing on Facebook. Keep an eye on Chris's videos on YouTube, and we'll be back here at seven o'clock on Friday. So tell your friends, download the podcast. Tell all your mates, get them to download the podcast too. And 
we'd love to have you coming here again next Friday. So we'll see you again soon. Thanks. Thanks, very everybody. Much. Thanks for all your questions. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.